This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Monday, everyone. This is Brian filling in for Grant for the Lori and Julia show. We got some Hollywood speak coming up later this hour. Some tickets to go away for Thomas Rhett. And we got a special guest filling in for Julia. We got Brittany in the studio. It's Brittany Witch. <laughs> I don't know when that's going to get old. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, Brittany. Be spears. But I just want to dance with you. Okay, very good. All right, so um, uh, last week I shared with you, Brittany, on Friday, the funniest obituary I think that I have ever read. Oh, it was just amazing. hysterical yeah. about this one, Renee. And now today I'm going to share with you uh, a, an incredible um, obituary about a 98-year-old man, Henry Orenstein, and he... What an interesting life, but he was a Holocaust survivor who built a major American toy company, um, persuaded Hasbro to start its line of Transformer action figures, and in in his 70s, patented an ingenious way of televising poker tournaments. So let me tell you about Henry. Oh, my God. So the headline in uh, the Washington Post was the Nazis took his childhood away, so he invented toys. So ingenuity and chance, they were the threads that ran through Henry Ornstein's story from his survival in Poland during the Holocaust to his life in the United States where he invented himself as an American entrepreneur. He died last Tuesday at the age of 98, and he was a tinkerer and a toy maker, and he enlivened the U.S. playscape, if you will, with dolls, race cars, and other novelties that he helped bring to the toy shelves. And he, uh, a cover story for Newsweek magazine in 2016, declared of Ornstein, the Nazis took away his childhood and he taught the world how to play. So he was best known for for uh, his two claim to fames, and we'll give you Transformers, which, of course, the transforming ro- robot toys, so he did not invent the Transformers, which is one of the most successful toy brands of I, all time. I would imagine, yeah. And, you know, with the comic books and then, you know, the TV series and movies. But he was credited with recognizing the potential of a tiny morphable car made by the Japanese toy company Takara, which is the genesis of the Transformers line, which he noticed at a New York toy fair and he pitched it to Hasbro because that's who he was working for. And it was his ingenuity Hasbro executives uh, 
told Newsweek that enabled him to spot an ingenious idea. And then kind of the rest is history. And then in the 1980s, he came up with a whole card camera, which is a device that sparked the phenomenon of televised poker tournaments in the 2000s by allowing audiences to see the cards hidden from competing players' views. Oh, oh yeah, really? which is like very essential for watching poker. Oh, yes, and and as you know, he he didn't even start playing poker seriously until his mid sixties, and he turned eighty five the year he was inducted into the Poker Hall of Fame. Oh my god, that's incredible! Yeah, this guy was. I mean, just everything. Everything. He also, um, you know, he talked about that. You know, his father was a businessman in poker. Poland, who exported grain produced by local farmers. So he, his, their family was the wealthiest person in their town. And and when, I guess there's a documentary about him called Aisha Lives, Surviving the Holocaust Against All Odds. But he turned 16 shortly after the Nazis invaded Poland in 1939. And with his brother and three sisters, he spent the early part of the war in the Soviet-occupied region of Poland, while his mother and sister remained behind because the thinking was we felt the Germans wouldn't kill the women, but they might kill the men. So they separated. And in 1941, when Germany invaded the the uh, Soviet Union, the Ornstein men turned back for home. And we read a book not that long ago about when people were having to make their way back and just how treacherous it was hiding in the forest. Yeah. Were, you know, so they had this months long journey to get back home, always looking for food and shelter and always trying to avoid the Nazis. And yeah. people hid them in haystacks and other times they fit themselves into oil drum. Just an incredible story. And, and um, they did. They eventually forced to surrender um, to the Nazis when basically everybody ran out of food that was in Germany and Poland because they were confiscating everything. Yeah, what would would you do? And his parents were executed and he and his siblings went to concentration camps. Total of five. They got shuffled around. And at this camp in Poland, I don't know how to pronounce it, he told Newsweek he'd heard a camp official say, we want all the Jewish scientists, engineers, inventors, chemists, and math, mathematicians. And because one of his brothers was a doctor, he said, they they just said, we all are doctors. And what what was what they were doing is that they did really nothing. It was a cover-up. German professors created this project to keep themselves from being drafted into the Nazi army. Army, And if they told the Gestapo that they were faking all these things they were doing with scientists and doctors, and all they were doing was just like adding things out. It was just pretend busy yeah. work. Yeah. But it was both sides because they, the German... Uh, people who didn't want to serve in the army, it yeah. was they. They wanted to keep it a secret too, and he said so. They faked the whole thing, which was lucky for me and my brothers because they all survived. That, they could make a movie about that oh, just yeah. alone. Yeah, and um, so anyway, he he said I I never believed I was going to survive the war. So there was, you know, just every day that I've had since has just been 
you know, a wonderful journey. So he's really somebody I to mean, know. When you go through something like that, I can't even imagine the yeah. perspective you've had. And you might as well do all the things you want to do at that point, right? Well, the achievements of many, many, many Holocaust survivors who endured the absolute depths, depths of depression you know, yeah. just depravity. Yeah. It's astounding. It's well, astounding. They, I feel like, you know, like I, I, like I can't, I can't relate at all, but you could, you think to yourself, they've dealt with the worst of the worst. So what's the, what, what now they might as well take these financial, what's the point of you? The yeah. financial risk is nearly as scary as the things they've done or these business risks or whatever. And yeah. so you, you just have to imagine mm-hmm. that these people have this, this crazy perspective that they're just, what's, They've had, they've, they've lived in the worst. Yeah, yeah. They might so, as well go for, I mean, you might as well just go big. Anyway, but lots of toys. Like if you look, he's like, in a, you know, he's. Yeah. He, Tell me some of the toys. Oh, just, you know, I don't know. Uh, all kind dolls. I mean, yeah. you know, the Snoopy, the stuffed, you know, characters just. And on Sunday today, uh, Willie Geist paid uh, tribute to Henry. So I was glad that at least one of the morning shows got that. All right, listen, Brittany, it's time for your (gasps) random thoughts. I hope you're ready. Never. All right. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's just random. 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 I did a community service for you guys. Oh, you did? So imagine you're going to a Christmas party and you find out, well, um, Lauren's bringing her boyfriend. And you go, oh, my God. I didn't get this mystery boy who you've met a few times, but I didn't get him a present. You know, like those last second things where you're like, oh, I need to get this person a present. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I try to think of things you could buy day of, like hour prior, you know, one hour prior to it. And of course, there's online gift cards, you know, that you can buy at any point, like jump on there and buy an online a gift card to something and just, set, just print it out and you can have that. Okay. Here's another good one. Um, tickets to a play. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that? I oh, did yeah. not know so that you could ever, print it. Did you know that, Brian? No. Yeah. So a lot of places you can just buy a gift card online and then print it out and you have it ready to go. Oh, I feel like you would have to like go to the store, whatever no, store and no. stuff. A lot oh. of times too, then you can even email it to them if you really want to cut out the yeah. personal, <laughs> right. personal personal aspects. Yeah. Um, tickets to a play. You buy that online as well. You can do the children's theater. You know, that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you print them out and just give it to them like that. Here's what I thought was good. Uh, a streaming subscription. Oh, no. Yeah, they have. That would be a nice present. Yeah, that would be pretty yes. cool, actually, yeah. Do one year of something. Uh, this Don't is what- do Netflix. It's twenty three ninety nine a month. No. Absolutely is not. Isn't that? Um, will you keep it, though? I don't know. I barely go on it now. I'm straight like HBO Max and Hulu right yeah. now. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, and it creeped up so so sneakily, I didn't even realize it's at that until well, you they just, just let it. us know like three weeks but ago. But how many dollars is even going up recently? Well, that's like going from like some seven ninety nine to twelve ninety. Yeah, it was like twelve, had. and now what no, you said doubled. It was like, yeah, oh. doubled. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to rationalize that one. Okay, so yeah, you can do a whole year. Like I bought uh, my nanny kids a whole year of Disney Plus. They really oh, wanted nice. Disney Plus. Yes, um, that's a great gift. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's one. If you're broke, 
You can do coupons to watch their animal or kids for a, a night or a weekend. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. If somebody gave me a, hey, I'll watch your dogs for a night or a weekend, like a you ticket. you take them up on it? Oh, my God. I'll take that over yeah. whatever sweater they were going to buy me. <laughs> <laughs> Here's kind of getting, and again, you might have to add some to this as well. But I always feel like everybody has extra scarves and hats. Take one of your old scarves. <laughs> like, I got that plaid one over there. I feel like I could just put that in a box and live life. Yes. Maybe wash it first. Yeah, yeah maybe. maybe. It depends it. how much time I have. Right. Um, and then here is a good one for this year. If all else fails, you can blame the supply chain and deal with it later. Yeah. Say, oh, I ordered it, but the supply mm-hmm. chain, mm-hmm. whatever your name is, you know, person who I barely know. Yeah, the gift card one is like, that's really good to know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times I feel like where I'm like, oh, right now I need something. And if again, it is really fun, too. I think getting the tickets to a play or something mm-hmm. is really fun, but that can get really spendy. Yeah, uh, and if all, else, if all else fails, Walgreens, Walgreens. Or no, even Walgreens. more, money. Money. Yeah, cash. Straight cash. Everybody yeah. loves money. Yeah. But like if, like you said, you're trying to get a little something for somebody. Totally, yeah. Somebody's girlfriend or a d- date or whatever. I don't know. I don't, I I think if anyone's go- showing up at a holiday thing, yeah. there's some level of intimacy co- commitment that's happening. It's not somebody that you've just been dating for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Like who would want to go to that? But you know, there's a lot of times where you're like, oh my gosh, like I've got a lot of step family. Yeah. And you never know who's going to be where because they might be mm-hmm. at their mom's. It might be mm-hmm. their whatever. I don't know. And where I find out like two days prior, they're like, oh, you know, Mike's going to be there. And I'm like, oh, I, do I have a candle? Do I have yeah, a, right. do I have a, like, oh, um, you liked euphoria, didn't you? Yes, love that. When's it coming back? Yeah, it, they. So the trailer came out, you know, about a month ago, and I'm sure you watched it. But uh, they've just they've just announced that the two premiere. Years. It's been two years. I mean, we had the Christmas episode a year ago. It's been yeah, it's been really long. They have uh, the date that is coming out is January 9th, twenty twenty two. Oh. Okay, that'll be three. Oh no, that's right around the corner. Yes. I'm getting my numbers. I was like, like a couple weeks. Yeah. I was like, why <laughs> okay. are you getting so mad? It's a, less than a month, month away. away. Okay, got it, got it, got we'll it. We'll have the holidays. We'll celebrate right. New Year's, and then we'll watch you. I love Euphoria. Yeah. Um, and so the, actually, the we saw the clips about a month ago, but the full, first full length trailer did come out today. So mm-hmm. if you want to check that out, do it on your own time. Mm-hmm. I can't control your life. Um, so the very last Kmart in California has closed permanently. And I thought that was kind of wild because I didn't, I thought always that Kmart did well. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I have no yeah. idea. Um, and people are speculating. I never see him anymore. People are speculating that Kmart jumped on the online train a little late and that's why they're not keeping up and they can't do the overhead everywhere. But. Last one, California, and they're worried that that might be a trend going forward. All right. I had no clue they were still around. I, I really didn't yeah. either, because the one in Duluth closed a few... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world, and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Years ago, it was in the West End and the one on Lake Street closed a couple years ago here, I think. There's some Kmart I drive by, but oh, I feel like, there? yeah, I feel like the ones, I, I don't, I just didn't ever see them going away, but, you know. You're reporting this to us, Brittany. I am. We're going to accept whatever it is you're telling us. But they're also us. random thoughts, so I can have that's that thought. True, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, another video went viral. This is out of China. They have these little exercise bikes in McDonald's. So while you're slurping down <laughs> your um, you know, Big Mac and your Coke, you can sit on an exercise bike. So kind of like break even. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're sitting at the table and then pedaling. Yeah. So it's got, it's like right up to a little table. It's like those bikes they have for if you're working from home and you want one of those weird little bikes. It's like that. I don't think she's moving very fast, but, um, (laughs) I mean, cause you can really see her feet well, you know, like it doesn't look blurred at all, but I guess these are a big thing in China that they're trying to be more health conscious with restaurants. It's just such a juxtaposition that this video went so viral Mm -hmm. because I mean, Really, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Makes yeah. me feel less fat when I'm right, eating five McChickens away. and pedaling I away. I want to enjoy my Big Mac, though. <laughs> I know. You know. Oh, Big Macs. I know. You know, and when I was in high school, yeah, senior year of high school, I had a car. Ooh. I was one of the few people that, you know, girls that had her own car. And I, I, I was a waitress. And we would go to McDonald's on London Road every single day for lunch and have a Big Mac, small fries, and a small root beer. It was just... Heaven. Heaven. You probably didn't gain an ounce. No. 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 And it was like $2, you know? I, like, that's one thing. I will always love the Big Mac. I love a Big Mac. I don't know what it is. I don't know either. I like even the soggier, you know, the... I know. The bun is, like, not... Oh, it's terrible. There's a rubberiness to <laughs> oh, it that I appreciate. Even, yeah, not even remotely not real. Even real. Are you like a Big Mac? Uh... Casey's a Whopper. Yeah. That is his, like, if but he I like, wants to go to Burger King, he wants a Whopper. I'm not mad at a Whopper. I do have problems sometimes when the tomato is, like, suspect. That's why I always don't trust, like, tomatoes on, you know, fast food places. But I tell you the big, com- like, the thing that connects them both is the mayo. Yeah, the mayo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adding mm-hmm. mayo to a burger, and I hate how I hate myself for how much I love mayo. Oh, I love mayo. I love mayo. I love dipping French fries in Me mayo. Too. It's just not so much a potato chip, yeah. but I love to butter uh, mayo up a bun. And I like that special sauce that Kraft sells that's kind of like McDonald's. I know. Oh, I'm really glad we had this talk. Same. Now I'm hungry. Me too. Always. <laughs> um, today is National Sangria Day. And also, it is National Go Caroling Day. Mm. Oh. Well, what? we kind of caroled here. We played a long mm. version of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. You guys always make me sing, which, mm-hmm. you know, is shocking that I come back. Um, are you a sangria drinker? I like sangria. Yeah, I I do. Yeah. Is yeah. it something that you would make at home? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like in the summertime, if I was having people over and I just wanted to have like some pitchers of wine with fruit and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. stuff like that, and they have pretty decent mixes. Okay. I would do that. Yeah. But it's, 
So does is sangria sh- like you're having a shower? Is sangria most of the time? Is it just like you can add? Like, is there a certain wine that you just put fruit in, or is there some other element that I'm missing? Um, I think it's mainly just wine and maybe little, some fruit. Yeah, maybe you can add like a sparkling water if you want to have it be carbonated or something. Carbonated yeah. or something like that, or just have a little. You know, three-fourths wine and one-fourth, you know, the water. But, yeah, it's refreshing. Yeah, it is. And yeah. ice. And you feel like, you you know, you can drink it in the daytime and you're not going to have a headache by 7. <laughs> you might be <laughs> sleeping by, like, 8. Right. Uh, and then just this quick one. 31% of consumers said they'd rather take a 10% pay cut than dress up for work ever again. Huh. It's wild. No, people, keep your money. Keep your, your money. money. <laughs> Ask you for go. more vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Ask for more vacation time. All right, listen, we will be back. We've, we're going to Hollywood speak, and um, we also might have a surprise happening. All right, that's Thomas Rhett sit, sitting, uh, singing to you. And if you have fast fingers, call 651-641-1071. We'll take the first two callers. Don't call us if you've won something in the last month, though. So. Yeah. Uh, 651-641-1071. And um, we just have a easy little game because Grant is in here today. And I didn't realize we had these tickets to give away until <laughs> Brian told me 15 minutes before the show. But we have tickets for Thomas Rhett at the Excel on December hey, 31st. New Year's Eve. New That'll Year's be Eve. a fun, fun show. Yeah. So go ahead and get the two peep verse two callers, Brian. We'll just reward the speedy fingers. The, and like you said, don't speed be dial. Don't be intimidated. Our our trivia isn't too hard. Yeah. So just go ahead and get those people and we'll we're gonna do this all week. I can't believe you guys have so many great tickets this week. We've had three weeks in a row of giveaways. Plus, we have our host on a post, $1,000 today. It's Steve, and the clue is look where there is news to Mm -hmm. find Steve so that you're going to have four chances this week to register if you find the host on a post every day. I'm not saying something, but I'm Mm -hmm. saying something. This is the only one I found. So the Steve, clue, the clue the, is pretty good. Yeah, the clue is pretty clue, good. Clue All right, do we have our people, Lori and Angel? Yep, is Lori first? Yep. Lori, are you feeling lucky? Lori, Lori, there. Hello. Yes. Are you feeling <laughs> lucky, girl? I am. Okay, so this is this is just a true or false answer. Okay. Okay. Has Thomas Rhett, Has he written singles? For Jason Aldean and Florida Georgia Line, besides his own singles. Yes. That is true. Ding, ding, ding. Look at how easy that was. You're a winner. How did you know that, or was that a guess? I love Thomas Rhett. You do? Oh, good. So you know he's written all these singles for other people. Yes, I do. I Uh follow him, yes. Who are you going to take? Oh, probably one of my daughters. Oh, you guys are going to have so much fun. I know. I know. That's so awesome. New Year's Eve. Listen, I'm glad that somebody, you know, like knew the answer. You didn't even have to guess. Good for you, Lori. Thank you. All right. Stay on the line and Brian will get um, your info because you'll probably just uh, pick up the tickets or something at Will Call, I'm thinking. So, Lori, uh, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. I don't hang up. 
He's going to have an epic New Year's. Yeah. He loves him. Like, that's uh, that's my favorite thing when people get something. Like, you know, there's a lot of times we win stuff or people win things and they're like, oh, I'm excited, but, you know, I don't know much about it. Right. But when the right person, they get excited. That's yeah. awesome. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, I wanted to, to, to just let you know this. We've not really... Um, you know, spent a lot of time talking about this, mm-hmm. but um, why do we love listening to sad music on repeat? Oh, uh, maybe it desensitizes us to sadness. Listen, um, we can't like maybe you can't stop listening to your Taylor Swift, you know or me. maybe it's Adele. You yeah. know, easy on me. Here's what's happening to your mind and your body if you. Love listening to a sadder type of song on uh, repeat. So um, according to science, music, here's what, sad music makes us feel calm. Really? Yeah. There's a reason we always turn to sappy ballads when we're feeling low. A 2014 study uh, found that listening to blue tunes actually creates positive feelings like peacefulness in the listener. And when you listen to ballads, you have more empathy because you feel connected to the sadness of the music from that artist and but experience no real life implications. So you can feel sad, but it's not your sadness. But if you do feel sad, it taps into that. So this is why, of course, we always gravitate to downer music yeah. after a breakup. Yeah, I love I love like I have I have quite a bit of emotions, I'm mm-hmm. told, by yes. many of people. Yes. I like to if I'm gonna cry, I wanna cry violently. Like yes. I wanted to get it out and I need to fast track it. It needs to be like instead of a week, I need to do all that crying in two days, maybe three. Here's another reason why we love listening to sad music. Uh Melancholy music releases hormones in your brain that help you cope with sad situations. And music is known to release dopamine mm-hmm. in the brain, which gives you feelings of pleasure. But it doesn't matter if the music is happy or sad. Yeah. It's still the same dopamine effect. And sad music also scientists theorize that it releases a hormone called prolactin, which is specifically tied to alleviating grief. And I just think of sometimes like if you go to a funeral or a celebration of life or whatever you want to call for somebody and they're the family or whoever is picked out really kind of incredible music. Yeah. How healing that is in the group as a moment you're all coming together. It's the music of it. Really? You know, it's, yeah. It really bonds us, you know, same with, you know, think of every wedding you've gone to yeah. and maybe, you know, the sappy, you know, ballad. But it is very like kind of that music puts its arms around you, if you will. I think you're right. And I think it's really interesting about the the contradicting thing of feeling sad and the release of dopamine. And I I don't know. I listen to a lot of sad music, but I don't think it's helped overall when the sad things have happened. But I I think there's a part of me that maybe maybe it could be worse. <laughs> it would be worse if you weren't listening to sad music is yeah. what I am saying to you and science. And and when music makes us cry, that also can feel uh, therapeutic because, um, I mean, we go back to cave people days yeah. for tears. And it's super, it's a super good just cleansing, if you will, to cry like that. And research shows that a good cry boosts your mood. 
You really do feel better after you cry. 90 minutes after people cried, they reported feeling better than they did before they cried. And, you know, sometimes I wonder if like, because men sometimes are slow to cry about stuff, bottle it up and you end up maybe flashing out in other ways or being like, it would be better. Like never, ever say to a boy, don't boys don't cry. Yeah. No cry, cry. Everybody cries and people should cry, but that's a, you a crier. uh, No, but I also haven't had that many, like I have both of my parents. Do you know what I mean? I haven't had, I mean, the worst thing that's happened to me is I had two nephews, you know, take their lives and the tears just you know for days yeah but i like as a like i it has to be something you know i did cry the other night at marie osmond yeah. when the, the italians say we burst into tears over oh holy night but that felt good you know there's the emotion something- of that so i i do think that you know when you do have something to feel sad about you let yourself cry sometimes people try not to cry yeah better to cry so when, says science. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, when something really hits, I'm like a day cry. Like, I mean, all day you can cry. cry all day. Yeah. yeah, and I think Julia has that in common with me. Like, we can make each other cry really easily. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like no, I mean, even... Drop of the hat kind of thing. Like, she'll tell me a sad story and I'll tear up and then she'll tear up because she yeah. sees me tearing up. And I don't see you doing that. No, I don't. Which you're, I and like, you're not going to see me doing that. <laughs> you're, you're not going to see me doing that. Which I like, last night on the Salt Lake City... When Heather was talking to her brother about leaving Mormonism and they were talking and the soon as their eyes filled up with tears, I hit the fast forward. I just missed something. You You missed something, though, because when they were talking, he wrote her this insane letter and she never called him. He never called him. It was the first time I didn't like Heather. Yeah. How do you not reach out after that? Well, it's exhausting having six or seven brothers and sisters. (laughs) Come on. I have six and it is exhausting. It is right. Okay. So, all right. Just getting back to my music. Um, also this was a study in 2017 found that listening to sad music led to more mind wandering. Researchers looked at MRIs, of people when they were listening to melancholy tunes versus happy tunes. And when people listened to the melancholy, they directed their, they could tell from the MRI, you were directing your attention inwards, having like spontaneous thoughts, which always has to do usually with yourself and things of emotion Whereas the happy thought you weren't going inward on anything. Okay, interesting. So more self-reflection. And our brains develop an attachment to certain songs. So, like, I'll give you All Too Well, Taylor Swift, the 10-minute version. Okay? (gasps) You hit (laughs) home. Okay, and one of the reasons why Taylor's version of all of her songs, those the albums and the songs have done so well, is because people grew up with the original and now they feel a deeper bond with the re-recording. And so you have attachment and repetition. Yeah. So she was not in any way out of her mind and just thinking, I'll re-record it. Actually, science would back her up that everybody that bought those albums or download those songs that really love them will want Taylor's version. 
Oh, of course. That's the amygdala for Mm -hmm, you. It's it's the memories attached, or the emotions attached to memories. Yeah. It'll get you every time. So everybody, go remove your amygdala. Yeah, right. (laughs) Anyway, I just thought that was just kind of an interesting... Very interesting. um, uh, ...study about music. And all right, listen, we come back, we're going to Hollywood speak. What does it mean when someone just self-describes their relationship as non-traditional, quote-unquote? So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? Um, Hollywood speak this, please. I'm not sure why someone had to weigh in, but the weigh-in was with People Magazine, and it's a story about Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley. Oh, geez. Okay. I know it, and quote-unquote, from the source close to Shailene. They have a different non-traditional relationship what does that really mean? what do you There's think that means somebody's... brian oh yeah i'm uh, i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Asking you. I don't know. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Aaron Rodgers just yeah. because of yeah. I'm a Vikings fan and... Right. You know, recent history and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. the uh, unvaccination. Yeah, that and BS. I, I don't know. I think that relationship is just kind of wackadoodle, you know? So Yeah, well, here's... What do you think? They have a different, quote-unquote, non-traditional they, relationship. Somebody's sleeping around! You think so? Oh, yeah, and mm-hmm. fine, it's fine. I, it's just funny, you don't say that? That's a nice way of saying somebody's... It's not monogamy. Yes. Yeah, and but they said... Um, the source continued to People Magazine saying, Shailene and Aaron are still together. It's not odd they don't post about each other's birthdays. That's what makes them non-traditional. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, you said the first thing first. They have a different non-traditional. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't. I'm I not- just remember when someone was like right after the COVID thing. And somebody found a picture of somebody on Instagram and they said it was Aaron Rodgers and she weighed in on it. And, you know, she basically on Instagram, she bragged about Aaron's pecker and his hairy hands. I mean, she weighed in on that. Yeah. This is just a weird story to me. It's coming to People Magazine. It's very weird. And I thought there I thought she was much younger. I was like the age difference must be huge. No, it's only I don't eight think years. So. It's only eight years. She's thirty and he's thirty eight. Yeah. I just think he's been around for a while, so I thought for some reason their yeah. age difference was huge. But yeah, I mean non traditional by not posting. Hard you know, to was- believe that he dated Olivia Munn for like four years and she just had a baby with John Mullaney. He basically got her pregnant right out of rehab. Like the afternoon he got out of rehab. Yeah, you can have, uh, you know, your little day breaks. Maybe it was one of those. Uh, speaking from experience when I say that. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, talking yeah. shade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Anna Marie Tendler, who is still John Mulaney's wife. Ex-wife, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, no, his wife. Yeah, you're right. She's still married true to that, him. True that, true She, when there was, we learned just like, I think, last Thursday or Wednesday that Olivia Munn had a baby, like, 
they didn't even, it was like November 26th or 24th or something like that. Yeah. But we learned about it like three weeks later. And it, it's basically because he got a, out of rehab and within like 24 hours got Olivia pregnant. But she um, posted a photo of herself to Instagram sitting in front of a mirror. As she wore a long, colorful dress with the caption, Norman bleepin' Rockwell. And, and that was Anna who did that, right? Yeah. yeah. So what's that a reference to? I mean, I think he stayed like the perfect life, you know, it's not. No, I think it's Lana Del Rey. Oh! New studio oh. album, which was called Norman I, Bleepin' is it? Rockwell. Yes. Huh? I'll have to look that up. Yeah. And, um, you know, because the title song includes... You're bleep, right. Damn man, child. You bleeping. You, you bleeped me so good that I almost thought I loved you. you. Yeah, I know that song. Yeah. Golden yeah. Man, child. It's yes. such a good song. song. I forgot about that completely. Yes. Because that's so, actually a track. Um, so she's winning the social media cryptic game like that is yeah. so she's good. thrown That's so super, much yeah. she's thrown i don't want to say shade because hers are like so that is poignant. that would be how you feel you and felt after you be. were married for eight years or six years i think there are six years her insta is a solid follow yeah follow it because i mean she does these poignant pictures of what she's going through yeah. and like this house alone that she's in now and i think and he it's an really, honesty that you don't see honesty. very much, yeah. you know, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that honesty because, of course, she's sad. Of course, she's in shock and mourning. Like, yeah, they were still together in the winter of 2020. And then he went to and, rehab in February. And his stand up, he'd always say, we don't want kids. Yes, we don't want kids. Right. We neither of us want kids. And anyway. like he made that really clear. And so it's like I and that I, is a good lyric. You bleep me so good that I. Almost thought I loved you. I know. That song's really That's good. Deep. Huh? Right? <laughs> That's deep, yeah. Right. So anyway, Anna Marie. Okay. You win. Kim Kardashian shared a cryptic message this mm. weekend. It was a quote by Dr. Seuss. Let me start. Life's too short to wake up with regret. So love the people who treat you right. Forgive the ones who don't. And believe that everything happens for a reason. If you get a chance, take it. If it changes your life, let it. Nobody said it'd be easy. They just promised it would be worth it. She posted that to Instagram this very weekend. What is she saying? That's the Dr. Seuss quote. I know, but like, I'm trying to Hollywood speak you. I think she is trying to communicate with Kanye. I think so, too. Mm -hmm. I think that's, and I think that... Trying to give him something simple that he, too, could hang on to. Yeah. You know, she's... She's never, ever getting back together with him. Yeah. No that way. is so clear. Yes. And so I think maybe she thought I'll give him a little Dr. Seuss while she's hanging around on Staten Island with Pete Davidson. Yeah. yeah. The, did you hear there's a fan that yelled at Kanye is better or something like that? And it like <laughs> caused the Internet to lose their minds being like, how dare you compare? How dare you this and that? Or blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's Listen. Just, She's having fun. She's eating. She's going to Italian. They're going, they saw Spider-Man. She's having food, fun, laughter, and sex. She's never had this in a relationship. Okay? Also, we both know what it's like to be with an exhausting person. person. Once it's, you leave, it's, you're, you're never, never going, going back. back because yeah. 
ever. Both we have that. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. once you realize how much easier life is without that, that person, person. Yeah. Goodbye. Never. Yeah. There's so no she, chance. So I think that that little post was to, to Connie. If Give you'll that, look at like, it, it's like bread crumbs of being like get better. Yeah. And apparently, Pete has introduced Kim to the to his mom and Chris Jenner. Here's the quote: She's quote unquote obsessed with with pete davidson and i'm like get in line no but (laughs) why do you think chris jenner is obsessed because of course it's good publicity right now good publicity and maybe he needs a new manager Uh, there you go i mean she'll jump on that yeah i don't know how she'd have time but her and the devil they have all the time in the world (laughs) i mean they went to a movie theater this weekend I love them together. Yeah. I mean, I I, I, use, I don't think it's long term. He's I, a great bridge, and my goodness, he, uh, yeah, we both have been. We're like we we, we like, like we like. I've liked Pete and all of his I romances. I know, and you know, I like it that he's this generation's Warren Beatty. Me too. You should give every so regular weird, guy hope. Have confidence and be a nice person. And be be a little funny. And, yeah, be and funny. Confident, yeah. 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 I think there's something to that. I mean, if he walked in here, I'd die. I would die. But you got to have the confidence. The confidence is key. key right? It's not like he, and again, we both admitted, you know, like, there's not too much difference between him and 90% of the guys walking around, but something about his confidence, and then it is hard he to seems, beat that witty and funny. He seems, though, like he's, like he would be the kind of a guy who would actually ask you about you yeah. and want to listen. One of the things that Julia's dad always used to tell me when I'd ask him, Ken, how is it that you're so good with the ladies? He goes, I listen. I'm a very good listener. Writing this down? Right? Yeah, I'm writing right, this down. Brian? <laughs> I'm a good listener and I listen and then I ask questions and sometimes I just look them deep in the eye and I nod my head. Spoon. I mean, spoon, spoon, spoon. Like, <laughs> because so often that isn't the way it will always go with, you know. Oh, as you know, I went on, I mean, I was never shy with going on dates. I went on a lot of dates and um, I have found that most of the time people are, they don't realize that they're just trying to throw out enough stuff to tell you about themselves. They really want to be seen. They want to, especially if they, if they like you and they really, whatever. They don't ask a thing. Right. And it's wild to me. Yeah. You're like, wow. wow. I know everything about everything about, about you, you and, and nothing. You didn't ask me one thing about me. Like, ugh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> not a give and take. So yeah. Learn, yeah. learn from Pete Davidson. Who thought we'd say that? Learn from Pete learn Davidson. Learn from Pete Davidson. <laughs> All right. Listen, uh, we'll be back. By the way, the Matrix red carpet, if you want to see that, uh, that's posted for you at our My Talk page. And Steve is the host on a post. Look for him.